Eve's Caritas was feeling pretty lost in a big new city. She was catching the same bus to and from the studio where she was working on her debut album and sliding into the same bus seat every day. One afternoon, she received a message on her phone that would spark the sentiment for further than the planes fly. I'm Linda Mariano, and this is Inspired with Eve's Caritas. Coming up in this episode, you'll hear how Munchkin voices, some weird reverse vocals, and just being in love weaved themselves into this song. Caritas, welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi. So, look, that's a song that came out and eventually made its way onto your gorgeous debut record, Summer Skin, which came out in the latter part of 2018. And it's the one that we're talking about here for Inspired today. So, shall we get into the meat of that song, into the heart and soul of it? Yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> do it. So, where were you when you started this? Uh, well, I came up with the idea for this song on a bus. I was on, um, I think, the bus number 36 in London. It was one of those double-decker red buses. I was working in a studio in North London at the time and I would go to and fro every day on this bus. I'd always sit in the same spot, like front, top deck of the bus. It was winter, I remember. I was coming home and there was like fog on the glass. I was like slouched in my seat. I think I was like rubbing the fog off the glass with my sleeve and I was feeling really defeated that day um I think I just had a really unproductive day in the studio and um it was sunset it's really corny but it was sunset and I was looking off to the west which is out Heathrow way and there were some planes that were taking off and I remember just kind of staring at it and being a bit consumed by that image and then I got a text message from a boy (laughs) that I had recently met and I think it just said hey but it just completely lit up my world and that's when I got the idea for the song the next day I started working on this in my bedroom what was that idea um well that was just the lyric for starters because I was kind of staring at this scene and I was just like damn I feel like one of those planes right now (laughs) shoot 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 you have what I And then, yeah, the next day I was I was listening to a, a really large array of, of genres at the time. I was listening to a lot of Radiohead. <laughs> um, I was listening to King of Limbs, which I think I put that song, Give Up the Ghost, just on repeat. Gather which again, I realise has a lot of high-pitched, I don't know if they're actually pitched up vocals, but it's got backing vocals feature pretty prominently on Mm. that record. Um, I think the first thing that came to me were the pitched up munchkin vocals. (laughs) I love that you call them the pitched up munchkin vocals. Yeah. Because you've given them to me here, so it's these bits. Yeah. Yeah. 
There they are. Do you know... <laughs> <laughs> they go off. They are so cool. And I remember hearing this song for the first time and I was like, are they? Is that a synth or is that a. No. Is it's, that a vocal? It's me. I was like, you know what I was listening to at the time that inspired that was um, Chance the Rapper's No Problem. Um, which has all those like. Those high things. And I think also I was listening to a bit of Kanye. Uh-huh, honey. Like you hear it in songs like Bound 2 where there's just all these weird pitched up vocals. And I don't know what it is about them, but they just make you feel something. Uh, and I was just like, I would need to write a song that has something like that in it. Bam. Uh-huh, honey. And, um, yeah, I think that's the first thing I did on this track. I did a bunch of weird shit on this song, hey. I wrote parts of the chorus backwards. Um, In what way? Like, I was also going through a phase of writing music in this experimental manner where I would sort of sing a random melody into Ableton and then reverse it and then see if there was a melody that would stick out to me in that reversed melody, which the like the main line in the chorus like all i need if like i i don't want to reverse it and remember what it was because it it is that now to me you know but that was something that was reversed wow because i was going to say these vocals that are the the main hook of the song shoot 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 you have what i need yeah. put me in a rocket send me into the the melody run that your voice does during the word need is <laughs> so nice. I, I needed to know where that came from. So that was a reversed melody. Yeah. It was really weird. I would Google like street singers. I don't know. I think it was because it was just footage of people singing on the street. There was no copyright attached to it. And I would like take things like that and reverse them and see if I could use that as samples and songs. And that's how I got the idea. I was like, why don't I just sing my own random melody and then reverse that and see what would happen? And it just was one of those days where everything fell into place because that's pretty like tangent style writing. Like you can go off in some pretty weird places, but on that day it just seemed to make sense. Were you doing that alone in the studio? Yeah. Yeah, I was doing this all in my bedroom. (laughs) I, well, I would I like work in my bedroom and then I had this studio that I mentioned before that I was like sharing half the week with these two other people from London. So I would like go up there and I mean, it was just me in there as well. So I, um, yeah, it was a very kind of lonely time. Uh, I, I was pretty fresh in London as well. So I wasn't really um, someone who had a big social life. So I was just kind of to and fro every day. Were you texting the guy back and forth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're in the studio, the bedroom, back and forth, and then at what stage did you kind of flesh out this demo to be somewhat the song that we know now? Uh, well, I, I took this little Ableton session that I had made to my friend Sam Dixon, who is a close friend of mine. He's Australian, but he lives in London. That's right. And around the same time, we were collaborating a lot with our friend Stella Mosgawa, who's from Warpaint. And um, it was just a really good vibe because we were all Australian in London and it was just like 
Australian humour. I don't know. It just made That is for... a fun gang. Yeah. And Sam Dixon has had that history of... Oh, it's funny when you say the mask thing because he has this history of working with these artists that have these funny personas. Like he has done so much stuff with Sia. He did yeah. like Clap Your Hands. Yep. Even going way back, he did stuff on the first Presets album. He did Girl in the Sea. Yep. He does stuff with Adele. He seems yeah. like a fun, very creative soul. Yeah. He's he's like my big brother. It's amazing. He's just really, really looked out for me when I first moved to London as well. So I felt very comfortable taking songs to him that I had started that were a little bit like, oh, I don't really know what this is, but here's a chorus. Like with this song, like it was so random and like I can play that demo to you. It's The chorus is pretty similar to how it ended up. Shoot, 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 you have what I need Put me in a rocket, turn me into the sky just got me and his whole thing was like you come into the studio this is your time like I don't know I spent a lot of time in studios with people who are sort of like oh okay you're a girl so you just sit on the couch you know what I mean but Sam is the complete opposite because I you know I come from a background of producing and playing instruments and he always just treated me that way with the same level as of respect as anybody else which I think is why the record sounds the way it does because mm. it's so much me. Yeah, so I took him this song and he just loved it straight away, but it was all out of pitch. Like, because I had uh, written the bulk of the demo on an OP1, which is a little Swedish synth. It looks like a toy. You can make your own patches on it. And I had like made a patch, I think, from my voice. It's very convoluted. You're very nerdy. It's like (laughs) nice. (laughs) Yeah, but it was all out of key. So, like, it didn't line up with any notes. So we had to like, we took a lot of the bulk of my demo, which ended up on the master, but we had to pitch it up and um, make it sound all pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in there and there's this there's this line in the, in the melodies, which is kind of like the main synth line to this. Yeah. What is, was that you playing that originally? Yeah, yeah, that's on the OP1. That's a beautiful sound. Thank you. Well, you uh, can thank Teenage Engineering, the Swedish <laughs> synth company. <laughs> it's this iconic moment in the song as well, and it's got this, it's the, it's the sound that what starts the song and that kind of ends the song as well. Yeah. Tell me more about once the song got fleshed out with Stella and Sam and you, then what happened? Uh, funnily enough, the verse lyrics for this weren't written until maybe, I want to say close to a year after the rest of the song was written. When we're being ourselves, I forget who we know, we're more than just for show. When I was uh, finalising the album, um, getting it all ready for mixing, it was the last song that we got to. Um, I think because it still felt incomplete and it was like, oh, I should probably finish these lyrics. <laughs> um, I think I had put so much pressure on the song that I just kept 
delaying writing the words because I wanted to get it right because it was such a special moment in time for me and I always wanted to remember it in the right way. But then the pressure of like, okay, you have to track these vocals today. Have you finished the words yet? It was like, oh my God. Okay. So I just like, so I remember I sat down, I like went outside, I like got a bagel or something and I just like wrote these lyrics out really quickly. And then I like looked back on them and I was like, wow, like why did it take me like nine months to write these words that are exactly about what happened in that moment in time nine months ago? But that's just how it happens sometimes. I'll reassess my friendships I'll let the fake ones go So it's just us when we're, 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 we're alone Why do you think it was so difficult for you to finish them? I feel like some emotions that you want to lay down and immortalise they can you can get swept away in songwriting and things just happen and then you sort of look back on it and you're like oh wow that perfectly encapsulated that feeling but then sometimes the process of writing a song gets um delayed or interrupted and it can ruin that flow and then suddenly you don't want to do a disservice to it and you just want to get it right and you have to wait for that moment to hit you again rather than forcing it so I find any time I try and force lyrics, um, they just, I don't like them in retrospect mm. and stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's like songwriting happens to you, you know, like you don't songwrite. You wait for it to take a hold of you and it's like it possesses you or something. It's a, it's hard to describe, but that's how I, I seem to write all my favourite songs are like these moments where I'm like, what just happened? Like, <laughs> I don't, I can't recall the last 30 minutes of time because I just became so consumed in this thing where I was like, I don't know, channeling something. But I think what also helped was having space from the situation. Like, um, nine months had passed and, you know, like the relationship was in a very different place till that February 27th, you know, where it was like the blossoming first few days or weeks or whatever. And, um, I don't know, maybe I just needed that space to to look back and have clarity on it and realise, okay, that's what had happened. It was, you know, that relationship to me was the first time I'd ever been in love um, and it was the first time that I wanted to be with someone despite knowing anyone else that he knew that, like, we didn't have any mutual friends. It was all just, like, we are meant to be together in this moment in time and because I was a new person in a new city he was British, so it was like there's no other way for it to have happened. It was like, well, it's just two people meeting and it being right place, right time. And that's what the song's about, I guess. It's like relationships with someone where it's like this isn't about anybody else, it's just us and you can put me in a rocket ship or whatever and shoot us into space and it doesn't matter if there's no one else around. It's like it's all <laughs> this is all I need I'm quoting the lyrics in such <laughs> it's such poor taste but you know what I mean? that's funny <laughs> Further Than The Planes Fly by Eves Caritas for Inspired and if you liked it you can chuck us a rating or subscribe. And another episode that you might like is the time that I spoke to Brisbane's Cub Sport about their song, Come On, Mess Me Up.
This is a song that signifies such an intimate time in Cub Sport's career. And Tim Nelson, the singer, was explaining his state of mind when writing this breakthrough. Denial is such a powerful thing and you can you can convince yourself that you're like not feeling something that you are feeling. And often my songs are sort of like a step ahead of me. And once I reflect back on things that I've written, it becomes really obvious to me what it was actually about. When I really let myself go, it, like musically and lyrically, it was, yeah, sort of there taking these steps before I was really ready to. That is Tim Nelson from Cub Sport, talking inspired with me. I'm Linda Mariano. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can break me if you still-